good. everyone, welcome to episode 83 of the weekly Yes And podcast, The Weekly Yap. I'm your host, Travis Thomas. I am the host of The Weekly Yap, the creator of Live Yes And. You can check me out at Live Yes And, as well as my website, liveyesand.com. And this is episode 83, Pull Together. And uh, we'll try to tie all of that together here in this podcast. This is another solo cast, which means it's just me, and it also means it's a little shorter. So uh, if you're tired of just me, well, I speak a little less on these solo casts. Uh, But before I jump into today's podcast called Pulled Together, want to give a couple of quick updates. I was supposed to be working with the Boston Red Sox Instructional League team this week, but uh, that would have been in Fort Myers, Florida. But obviously Fort Myers got hammered, and so that got postponed for now. But uh, excited to go out to Arizona this week and work with the Chicago Cubs Instructional League players and then off to the Link School to do some work with the school and staff there, and then back home, well, my childhood home, not my current home, but my childhood home of Flint, Michigan, to do some work for the Crim Foundation here in the coming weeks. And very excited that I was able to get back in town, jump back into Massive Soccer as the performance coach, working with the Massive Soccer Academy, which are kids that train on a daily basis in the morning, and then the Massive Soccer Club with Treasure Coast United, which is about the 15 or 16 teams I work with on a monthly basis and got to, to work on some sessions with them, which kind of helps sort of inspire this podcast for today, this idea of pull together. <clears throat> now, Dave Ramsey has a book called Entre Leadership. And in the book, he shares this cool story about Belgian horses. Now, Belgian horses are huge. The camp that we go to in June for the kids Uh, Cedars Camps have Belgian horses, and actually the kids and adults, myself included, get a chance to ride the Belgians, and they're huge. You know, I think they're even taller than the Clydesdales. Now, what they do, they have these strength contests, I think, in Europe, where a Belgian horse can pull as much as 8,000 pounds. Now, if you take two Belgian horses who are, you know, kind of unfamiliar with one another, and you uh, connect them to one another and have them pull together, guess how much weight they can pull? Well, you would assume it would be around 16,000 pounds, right? Double of what they can pull individually. But in actuality, they can pull 20 to 24,000 pounds. Isn't that crazy? But here is the kicker. Take two Belgian horses and train them with one another for a while where they kind of get to know each other. They're working more closely with one another. Guess how much weight they can pull? 30 to 32,000 pounds. On their own, 8,000, pulling together uh, with a real sense of teamwork and understanding one another, 30 to 32,000 pounds, four times what they can do on their own. And what's the secret? The secret is pulling together, but pulling together with a clear sense and understanding of one another. So when I talk about trust and respect and safety, uh, when it comes to building authentic uh, communities and cultures, That's what it is all about. So today we're talking about this idea of pulling together, and I just love Dave Ramsey's analogy. I think it's perfect, whether we're talking about a corporate team, a sports team, or even just a relationship. Think of your marriage. Think of your parenting. Are you really uh, together, all of you in that relationship, really pulling together in a way that is not only helping the people that you are working with, but you're actually improving the performance 
for everyone involved. Now, I just uh, finished listening to a ESPN 30 for 30 podcast. Now, 30 for 30 has its own podcast series. And this was about Dan and Dave. You guys remember Dan and Dave? 92, Barcelona, Reebok comes out trying to promote their cross trainer. So they uh, signed up Dan and Dave, who were two of the top um, decathletes in the world. And they built this Super Bowl campaign. It rolled out for months. Who's the best athlete in the world? They both wear Reeboks. It's going to be settled in Barcelona. Just one little thing. Before you make the Olympic team, you have to qualify at the Olympic trials. Dan O'Brien, who had actually was probably the greatest decathlete at that time, had I think had won a world championship, uh, was leading the Olympic trials going into the eighth event, which was the pole vault, and he missed his uh, lowest attempt, which meant he got zero points, which meant that he did not qualify for the Olympics. It was seen as this colossal flop for Reebok. Uh, Dave went on to finish third at the Olympics, which was awesome. Dan was a commentator in the booth in that Olympics. And then four years later, Dan exercised his demons and actually ended up winning the gold medal at the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, thus becoming the world's greatest athlete. But most of us remember the Dave and Dan who's best as a flop for Reebok. But when you listen to the 30 for 30, it's really cool. A, Dan and Dave were kind of rivals before that campaign. Once they became sort of that, the face of that campaign, they spent so much time together, they became friends. And they started helping each other, training with one another. In fact, they were training with one another during that campaign. They both were setting personal high marks during that time period. And then obviously the crazy thing happened with the Olympic trials. Uh, But then as Dan went on in 96, he was competing at the Olympic Games. Dave was no longer competing, but he was in the coaches' boxes. And Dan was in the javelin. And Dan needed to throw a really good throw on the javelin to keep his lead uh, going into the run. And uh, he had two horrible throws. And before his third throw, he came over to the coaches and he's talking to his coaches. And he noticed that Dave was actually there. Dave was there cheering him on. Dave came over and Dan said, you know, Dave, what javelin should I throw? And Dave goes, I know just the perfect one for you. And he recommended um, which javelin to throw. Dan went out there and threw his personal best ever based on his friend uh, and rival's recommendation. And I just love that idea when you think about two people who are rivals, who are brought together, trained together, pushing each other to a high level. We're essentially pulling together. Yes, they were competing against one another, but they were pulling against, they were pulling in the same direction. When What were they pulling for? They were pulling to help each other uh, achieve the best that they could possibly achieve had they only been on their own, right? So even though they were two rivals, they were bringing out the best in one another by pulling together. <clears throat> Brings me to my third point. I just finished Christopher McDougall's book, Natural Born Heroes. Uh, I love Chris McDougall. I met him a few years ago at Gear Up to Lead conference we both spoke at. I told him how much I loved Born to, uh, Born to Run. 
and his new book at the time, Natural Born Heroes, it's a couple years old. It tells about the island of Crete off Greece and how uh, the island and the rebels were able to fend off uh, Germany during the war long enough for the, uh, the tide of the war to turn. Uh, and had Germany taken the island as quickly as they thought they would have, they would have rolled through Russia and we might be living in a very different world right now. So the book gets into, well, how did they do this? How did this little island um, hold back the greatest military army on the planet? So it gets into some interesting conversations about about uh, warriors and fighting and nutrition. And uh, it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating book written in a way that only McDougal can, shooting off in all these different directions. But they get into this idea of hero. What does it mean to be a hero? <clears throat> and you look at the Latin, you look at the Greek origins of these words, but there's this idea that this gentleman came up with was to be a hero is basically, are you useful? Are you useful? How cool is that? To be a hero uh, is to be useful. And, we th and then they also take it a step further. He goes on to say, are you able in a situation not only to help yourself, but to help someone else? Are you strong enough? Are you fit enough? Uh, are you clever enough, not only to take care of your needs, but could you jump in the water and pull someone to safety who is drowning? Could you put someone on your back and uh, climb up a hill or over a wall if you needed to? So it gets into this idea of, you know, we see fitness nowadays as huge muscles and these bodybuilders and uh, CrossFit and all this, which is actually obviously very good strength. But are you useful enough to be of service to someone uh, during a challenge. That's what being a hero is, to be useful. I love that idea of useful. It's, it's completely changed, you know, sort of how I think about uh, just my own fitness because I'm, I'm constantly wanting to be like, all right, I really want to get into shape. I want to be stronger. I want to be fitter. But now I'm thinking about, all right, fitness to me is, all right, can I be, you know, strong enough to take care of myself in a tough situation? But would I be able to help someone else? Would I be able to rec rescue someone else? You think of the firefighters during 9-11. You think about people coming to the aid of during these earthquakes and during these floods and these hurricanes. These are people who are true heroes. Why? Because they're being useful to others. And essentially they are what they are pulling together. They're coming together to help out humanity. They're coming together to help out their fellow man. Which brings me to my last point, which is a live yes and idea, which is a principle in improvisation, which is your goal in improvisation is to make your partner look brilliant. And again, live yes and, if I take improvisation to a 3.0 level, your goal in life is to make everyone around you look and feel brilliant, to look and be at their best. The idea of Ubuntu, what the what the Australian All Blacks, I'm sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, the New Zealand All Blacks, wow, huge faux pas there, sorry New Zealanders, <laughs> uh, no offense Australia, but sorry New Zealanders, what the New Zealand All Blacks would say, uh, better people make better All Blacks, this idea of taking care of each other on the field and off the field, Ubuntu, again, I am who I am because of who we are, and improvisation, my goal is to make you look good and your goal is to make me look good and so we're, we're just taking care of one another. It's such a beautiful idea and that is what it means to pull together. So I'm so excited to, uh, to think about this idea, 
how we can grow it. If you have ideas, send me an email, travisleltomas at mac.com. Other ideas of how we can pull together. Uh, share this podcast with others. Comment. Uh, leave me some ideas. And again, the best help you can ever do for me is to share this podcast. Share my website because I would love to come into your team, company, or organization and share the spirit and principles of Live Yes And. If you get a chance, go into iTunes and leave a comment or, uh, or leave me a rating. That's always appreciated as well. And uh, so that's it. Episode 83, everyone. Um, pulled together. Have a wonderful, wonderful Yes And day. Love you, Juju. Come <laughs>